21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. My name is Stefan and I am the CEO uh, of Alts.co. We are an alternative investments newsletter, community and investment fund. We got started during the pandemic. This was a COVID baby, like so many other uh, so many other businesses. Not a whole lot to do here where I live in Melbourne, Australia on the weekends during COVID for about four straight months. So I decided to start doing what I do best, which is writing. And I started uh, a newsletter about alternative investing. And the newsletter was on Substack and it had a, the, the angle I took uh, was around micro private equity, buying and selling websites and, um, uh, you know, like uh, assets under half a million dollars. This is um, a world that I knew pretty well by virtue of the fact that I'd worked at Flippa and uh, Flippa.com, a marketplace for buying and selling websites. And um, it just it seemed like a the definition of an alternative investment to me and one that I wanted to make more people aware of. So I kind of started going down that path and exploring the, the angles uh, there. The funniest thing happened though, around that time, there was another newsletter um, written by a gentleman named uh, Wyatt. And Wyatt, like me, is um, an American who happens to live overseas. He lives in Spain. I live in Australia, like I said. And so we started communicating online just through Twitter and stuff like that. He um, was a big fan of what we were doing, what I was doing, I should say. And he had his own newsletter on Substack covering alternative investments. So in a way, he was kind of a competitor, but he was taking a different angle and approach. He was focusing not on digital assets and micro private equity, but he was focusing on collectibles and, uh, you know, sports memorabilia and cards and stuff like that. And at the time that was really starting to gain a lot of steam. So it was a really interesting kind of thing we had going on where we were, you know, fans of each other's work, but we'd never met in person. And then one day we decided to meet and we just had a Zoom meeting and uh, we basically just decided to join forces. And, um, you know, we both realized that we were, you know, both good writers and we wanted to bring this sense of uh, alternative investing due diligence to the, to the world. And we also wanted to start a fund, start an investment fund of our own. So we decided to, yeah, to join forces pretty much right then and there. Um, and we combined the two newsletters into one and we ended up going out and getting funding for uh, our venture. Um, and so we were able to raise from, from a mix of angels, um, folks in the community and venture capital for our, uh, for our venture. Uh, that was in, we ended up raising in 2021 and since then we've we've grown um you know quite uh quite well so we are actually up to uh we've got across all of our different newsletters we have just shy of a quarter million subscribers as of today um we've got our investment funds we've also branched out into all sorts of different um new uh things some of them don't really work out and that's okay others have worked spectacularly well um, the newest thing that we're doing is we are uh, 
doing, uh, we're putting on investor field trips, uh, expeditions. And our first one is going to be in Mexico in February of next year. So it's an investor trip to Mexico where we learn about investing in Mexican real estate, venture capital, startups, um, uh, infrastructure, uh, tequila, um, all sorts of fun stuff. So, yeah, we've come a long way uh, since our early days, um, uh, starting out on Substack. And um, uh, yeah, we really look forward to what the future holds. Stefan, can you tell us about the unique partnership between you and Wyatt at Al's company? What, what makes your collaboration successful despite your different backgrounds and how do you manage the challenges of working remotely? We're very different. It's interesting. We're very different people. So we have different backgrounds. Um, you know, I come from uh, mostly California technology companies. Um, Wyatt comes from, he's an interesting background. He he's, uh, comes from finance. He worked in London. Um, he also uh, had a, 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 he was an army ranger in the military. So he has a military background, which is basically the exact opposite of me. So, um, so we, we're very, we're very different. We have different skill sets. We're, we're, we're both, I mean, the stuff we have in common is more uh, important than the stuff we, we don't have in common. But we, I like to think of us as kind of complementary kind of co-founders, right? So. There's things that I'm not good at that Wyatt's awesome at, right? Um, and there's things that I'm good at and he's not great at, and that's okay. I mean, we 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 really try to complement each other in that in that sense. So I I think it's um, I think it's one of the best decisions we ever made. Really is you know I, I knew I, I wouldn't be able to kind of do this alone. I didn't really want to do it alone. I've um, started businesses in the past that I just tried to do everything myself and. It's fun on some level, but it also is very limiting. And you just, you know, you need someone you can trust and someone that has the same goals as you do. Um, and just that drive, that desire, that work hard, that that hard work and that hunger to succeed. So yeah, why it's perfect in that way. And um, yeah, I mean, we've, uh, you know, it's, I'll tell you, it's not easy though, because, you know, we're, we're both very far away from each other and, you know, we see each other once, twice a year, but, you know, having a remote first company is tough, you know, and so uh, we do the best we can, but um, I mean, to make things work. But uh, yeah, it does, it does have its challenges for sure. And how do you and Wyatt effectively communicate? How do you balance the need for daily interaction with the division of responsibilities? We make sure we, we we chat every single day. We are constantly going back and forth on Slack. That's kind of our home base for everything. Um, it's less about the tools though. I mean, there's a million ways to communicate these days. That's not tough. I mean, what's tough is figuring out what to talk about when you do interact, right? Because we can't spend three hours on the phone each day, right, um, together. We have stuff to do. It's, it's, it's about setting real, you know, clear expectations and division of labor on certain tasks, right? There's things that I'm just in charge of and there's things that Wyatt just takes care of. And we interact, I'm sorry, we, we mix that a little bit, but for the most part, it's just, you know, I mean, we gotta, we gotta split the labor up somehow. Um, I think that it's because we don't, we're not constantly, you know, 
chatting, um, you lose something, you lose that kind of just um, in-person camaraderie and, you know, I hate to say like water cooler chat because it's a little, you know, you know, it reminds you of an office or something, but that stuff matters. It, it matters a lot. And so, but on the plus side, there's no wasted time, right? Like there's no um, just, you know, beating around the bush when it comes to when we chat every day, it's like, you know, here are the five things I need to talk to you about. Right. And what do you have for me? Right. So you just distill everything down into the most important things and don't waste each other's time. So, it, you know, it's pros and cons. Given the unique path Alts company is on, how do you determine which direction to take the company? Can you share the primary goals that guide your decision making? There's so many um, possible directions to go and, you know, thing, angles to take. And, you know, we don't have a... Uh, I mean, a lot of what we've done has never really been done before. So there's no exact playbook. We're kind of writing the playbook as we go. Um, but, you know, I think as long as you both understand the true North goals and, you know, keep your eye on that big prize, um, you know, that's the most important thing. So for us, I mean, there's basically, it's such a simple business in many ways, right? Um, there's there's nuances and complexity, but at the end of the day, it's basically like, look, we have two main goals. One is to grow the community, grow the subscribers, grow the community, because that leads to number two, increased revenue. Um, there's, uh, it, it's not quite as cut and dry in this, but at the end of the day, more subscribers generally does equal more revenue, plain and simple. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a growth game that we're playing and a revenue game. And that's really it. It's just balancing those two. Um, and we've done a pretty good job. We've fallen into a pretty good groove on uh, balancing those two. And, and we've figured out some really great ways to kind of hack our, our growth and uh, grow grow pretty pretty darn quickly. So we're excited. And what about you, Stefan, as a person? Are you happy and satisfied with, with, your, with your life, with your day? What's your daily routine? Yeah, I love my life. I mean, it's I'm busy as hell, that's for sure. <laughs> and you love it, yes? Yeah, I love it, man. I mean, it's it's uh it's a little for me it's like this is definitely the you know, I I, I found what I just want to do, right? Like this is awesome. I love it. Um and that's my question because you know, as a real entrepreneur, you you need to love it. <laughs> that's it. Oh yeah, I, I definitely love it. I, I mean, there's no question about it. There's, it's so it was always tough for me to work for someone else because it's just tough to get motivated to to butter someone else's bread and to to help someone else's bottom line. Like, yeah, you know, I think that there's something to be said about the reliability of a steady paycheck and all that. But the thing is. I mean, it that's ultimately less important than what drives you to get out of bed each morning, right? And there's, you know, there's uh, there's there's times when you're growing a business when you're not, you know, kind of steady and you don't have that steady income when it's nerve wracking as hell, you know. But once you get going, once you build up to a point where it's like, all right, like this is definitely like a sustainable enterprise. Um, yeah, it's a great it's a great feeling. The thing is, you never rest, you never relax, you know, I mean, you're, you're basically just, uh, 
because the, there's always more to do, you know, it never ends. <laughs> and as long as you love it, that's fine. Um, Wyatt does a better job, I think, uh, than I do of uh, taking time off. P- part of that also, he, he has three wonderful kids that require a lot of time. And, and I think that's that's good. So I don't I don't have kids of my own, but I do try to uh, emulate Wyatt in terms of clearing my head and taking time off. And it's, it's actually kind of tough for me to do. Um, but it, I, I understand the value uh, and importance of doing it. So um, for me, it's uh, my key is, is kind of travel. That's what, that's what clears my head. And that's what um, kind of helps me self-actualize. And, and, and the interesting thing is that like, you know, with this company, you know, travel is actually a pretty big part of, of what we do. There's community members all over the world. There's investment opportunities all over the world. So yeah, I mean, we're, Every time I travel, it's an opportunity to meet new people from the community and, and meet new um, investors and um, clients, potential clients. And um, yeah, I mean, that that's what I frankly, I love the most. So, you know, a lot of people would look at that and say, oh, you're still working even when you're on holiday. And I say, yeah, but it doesn't really feel like work in that sense. You know, I mean, it it's um, it's pretty special to be able to you know, plan a trip, let's say to London or something and, you know, reach out to 2000 people that are in your community that live in London and say, Hey, I'm coming through town. Do you want to, uh, do you want to meet up, grab coffee? And, and yeah, I mean, dozens of people reply and say, yeah, I'd love to. And, and you meet all sorts of people that way. I mean, it's, and this is for every city you go to. I mean, it's, it's an awesome feeling. That is a great feeling. Could you explain what the Altsman Fund is? Who can invest in it? What kind of unusual investments it makes? Mm-hmm. So the the Altsman Fund is is was the first kind of uh, big initiative that we took on after we raised uh, venture funding. Uh, the fund is a Reg D fund for accredited investors um, anywhere in the world. Uh, it's the kind of fund that is. We, I mean, we don't really have any competition for this fund there's there's other alternative investment funds out there but we are investing in stuff that most funds wouldn't look at or touch with a 10-foot pole i mean we're out there buying you know rare vinyl records we're buying uh, barrels of tequila wine whiskey uh we are buying rare artwork british modern artwork um there's uh all sorts of fun stuff. We have concert posters, right? We have we bought the, the the world's second most highly valued concert posters. We don't actually have sneakers yet. We're waiting because the sneaker market has fallen. So we're waiting on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's in our, uh, that's in our, 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 yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's really, the, it's eclectic esoteric stuff that most people in funds don't think about at all. So. It's a 10-year fund. The idea is not that you, uh, you know, get out in a year. This is, we're looking for stuff that is, I like to say, criminally undervalued in the long run. So this is long-term 10-year fund. Uh, we, it's a, it's a 1% uh, management fee that we have. So it's low, right? Um, even though there's not a lot of other funds like that, uh, us out there, we're still, you know, we don't, we want to keep the fees low. 
we actually, as a company, don't really make a lot of money off the fund. That's not the idea. The idea is that we're already researching this stuff anyways. Like we're looking at these esoteric, eclectic, exotic markets just to understand them for our own sake. And then every now and then we realize, hey, there's an awesome market in XYZ. Let's consider buying into that for the fund. So the fund is a it's a it's a rather small fund. It's only a couple million dollars, right? But that's actually a, a good thing too, because it allows us, we don't have to deploy $50 million worth of capital into something and overpay for it. Like we can just be strategic about, you know, what we buy. And, and um, that's exactly what we've done. So, so yeah, the Alts One Fund is a, it's an important part of what we do as far as the bottom line goes. It's not a, it's not a tremendously huge part, but that's actually by design. Um, you know, we want to like, we're, we're talking about the stuff anyways. We want to bring people along for the ride. This is a way to do that. Can you describe the unique strategies your company uses to grow its community and subscriber base? And how does your company's alternative culture influences these methods? The key with us, our culture is alternative, right? So, I mean, our, our entire MO is don't be mainstream. So everything we do, we, 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 we try to take a slightly different angle and that, that bleeds into the culture itself. I mean, this is, um, you know, we're, we're unconventional by design, right? Um, and th th this, this is in how we think about things and how we think about solving problems. I mean, I'll give you an example, like, so most newsletters and most kind of companies like ours, you know, when they're building community, there's there's a couple of different ways to grow. You know, you grow organically, that's authentic and fantastic, but it can be a little slow. There's, um, you know, uh, uh, you basically can market yourself through um, different channels. We obviously do that. Uh, we do a lot of that. We do a lot of affiliate growth. So we have a lot of affiliates that we work with that bring in new, new community members, new subscribers. But the biggest thing that we do that I wouldn't say nobody else does, but it is definitely under discussed is we actually go out and buy other newsletter communities, right? So we've bought six or seven, I can't even keep track, um, other newsletters. And then we fold those people over time into our, our, our main um, community. Uh, the biggest ones, we just bought two uh, stock equities focused newsletters that have a, a combined total of 110,000 subscribers. Um, this is all in the past few weeks, right? So this is uh, this is the biggest you know deal we've ever done. And like there are definitely other people buying and selling newsletters as as assets out there. We're not the first, but we're we're, we're especially suited for this world because a we both have a background of uh deal analysis right that's such a huge part of what we do so we know a good deal when we see one um, and that includes buying other newsletter communities right and then also just um in my background you know working uh um in at flippa i actually started um flippa's first due diligence program so you know, really understand the world of buying and selling digital assets in a way that that a lot of other people don't. 
this world's changing quickly. More and more people are getting wind of the power of acquis micro acquisitions, micromedia acquisitions. We're by no means alone in it. We are definitely among the better suited companies to really take advantage of this movement. And we've certainly done that. So if you're interested in the world of alternative investing, head on over to alts.co, A-L-T-S.co. Just sign up for our newsletter. I think you'll like what we're putting out there. It's uh, well-researched, well-written, and I think you'll agree. So we'd love to have you in the community. Head over to alts.co. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik, connecting with listeners in 95 countries and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective, and embark on the path to success.